Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, I'm really excited, fired up about today's episode. Got a great guest for you guys. This gentleman is a dean of student at Arkansas Baptist College. He played his high school uh, locally here at Cordova High School. Uh, from there, had some great success at American River before finishing out at Angelo State University. Um, just really excited to have him on to discuss his backstory, his journey, and what he's currently up to, and just a whole lot more. So uh, without further, further ado, Marlon Rockwell, you out there, brother. Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate you for having me, Odie. And, uh, Man, I, I really appreciate it and love what you're doing, man, with uh, Straight Talk with Straight Hand. Hey, man, right on. If, if uh, most people don't know or some people know, but let me let everybody know that uh, Marlo has been very instrumental to the success of the podcast. He uh, showed a lot of a lot of love early on when I first started and actually was able to uh, connect me and bless me with many great guests. Um, you know, all, all throughout. You I mean so? In fact, some of my biggest episodes is because of because of uh, Marlo. So you know, it was only right for me to have him on because he he himself has a has an amazing story and just really you know got a lot of stuff I want to get into. So just like usual, man, let's get right into it. You ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. So l- let's bring it back, man. So you know, growing up, uh, you know, I, talk to me about all the sports that you play, man. I know, I know, obviously, you played uh, you know football and, and basketball, you know, came, um, college, but. Uh, you know, when you were young, what, what sports did you play? Man, it started off early for me. Um, I pretty much played everything. My uh, grandfather would pretty much sign me up for every sport, man. And so I played soccer. I played baseball, football, basketball. I mean, anything that, that was going on with some competition, I was, I was trying to join and play. So I even... I even used to dance in, with the kids in the neighborhood, man, doing talent shows and all type of stuff. So at a young age, you know, I just was in a competition. I, I, I loved it and, and, and thrived off of it. Let me ask you this, because that's what I found with my guests. Uh, it's always been, you know, pr- pretty shocking to me, to be honest with you, because a, a lot of these athletes, uh, you know, just like yourself, actually fell in love with a different sport, you know, early on. Was there a specific sport early on, you know, when you were younger that you loved? Oh, man, baseball. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. I actually, uh, the other day, was at a batting cage, man, just swinging a bat. And it felt so good. It was so therapeutic. But, man, I loved baseball. That was my first love. And uh, it was baseball and football. I really didn't take to basketball to – I played it, but I didn't take it seriously. I got into high school. Which is interesting. A lot of people wouldn't know that, but yeah, basketball was would have been my last choice as a kid. There you go, man. You never know. That's why I always tell people, you know, um, I know everybody wants to start their kids, at, you know, out the womb, you know, especially, you know, with me coaching AU basketball, I see these kids yes, starting so young, but you never know. I mean, you really don't know, you know, when these kids are going to, you know, truly find that sport they're passionate about. And um, I see it again and again with, you know, my guests, and now you just added to that list of people that, you know, didn't catch on to that sport. They eventually played on to that next level till, till later on. Let me ask you this, um, you know, you know, we're both, you know, uh, from the same neighborhood, you know, we affectionately, affectionately call it the Cho Rancho Cordova. Uh, yes. uh, that being said, was there anyone uh, locally that you looked up to um, from a sports perspective growing up? Oh, man. Uh, 
for one, it was my uncle, you know, growing up, he, he was an athlete. He played football, bat, you know, all different sports. So I was always like the ball boy, water boy for him. So I always grew up looking up to my uncle. But I'll say um, I had a friend. Well, you know, I, I grew up a uh, portion of my life in San Francisco and I moved down to Sacramento. So in San Francisco, I had a friend named Kevin Smith. Man, he was only about two years older than me, two to three years older than me. But man, he was an exceptional athlete, man. We, you know, thought he would go to the you know, NBA, whatever. He was just that good. We would be in the third, fourth grade, man. He would be getting 25, 30 points a game. And um, then when I moved to Sacramento and uh, I used to play for an organization called the Beacons. I don't know if too many people know about the Beacons, but if you don't, everybody at one point in time in the Sacramento area, big names like Yogi Stewart, uh, Monty Buckley, you know, a lot of those guys played with the Beacons and it was out of the South area, uh, South Sacramento, man. And so I got to uh, grow up watching those guys play. So um, I, I, like I said, I really wasn't that interested in basketball, but I was always signed up and played, you know, my grandparents and things like that signed me up for things to play. So I got the honor of watching those guys as a kid, man. I really looked up to them. And then it was one uh, player, man. Uh, his name was Sean Harvey, went to Cordova. So when I came in as a sophomore, we had, you know, how we had the block schedule back then. So and I had Coach Jones for PE and he was in my PE class. He was a senior. Man, and he just put me up on a whole lot of game, man, taught me some things on PE, and I just loved playing with him and liked his game. And actually, um, at Cordova, I wore 34 because Sean wore 34. Looked up to him a lot. Man, that's amazing. I, you definitely named some uh, some legendary players. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Yogi Stewart, you know, obviously Kennedy, and, went, and ended up, uh, you know, playing – actually, eventually ended up playing for the NBA for the Kings sometime. Uh, Monty yes, Buckley sir. was a bucket. If y'all don't know about Monty Buckley, Christian yeah. Brothers, my guy was a bucket. He hung up, yeah. hung 44 on, on, on David Krause. Y'all go over there and do your research. You might do, you have to Google that one. But that, that, that dude was a bucket, played with Jason Kidd at Cal. Uh, in fact, you know what? Uh, uh, we might have him on the party actually pretty soon here. It's funny that you mentioned his name. He, he was a truth, man. It was a lot of other guys, man. If I, if I left anybody off that, you know, that used to run with the Beacons. But, man, that was a, a – that was a great organization, man. We had a lot of fun, and you know, we we had our rivals with other thing, uh, other programs. I think it was called uh, Day Spring Outreach. If I can't, if if I could recall, they were out of Meadowview, and it was a guy named Wayman. They used to run that organization. Like they had Ben Griffin playing for them, a bunch of other guys, and then of course, you know, it was always. You know, it was it was the one team that I wanted to get on when I was young, man. That that pretty much was was a cream of the crop in uh in Sacramento. I think I was like in the eighth grade, uh, ninth grade. I was trying to get on that uh, Cal Star program. I think uh, like Russell Osby used to play for them. Teddy Lyles played for them. Uh, I think Corey Hazelwood. Man, they had they had a squad, but. Yeah, all those Kennedy guys was running, was was playing with. I was gonna uh, say, you, 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 I was gonna say, you just you you, you just named all the Kennedy greats. The whole right there, the whole man. Kennedy okay. roster, nine five nine. The whole Kennedy yeah. roster. No, I like it, man. Well, let, like, let's talk about your time actually in high school at Cordova High. Uh, I know you had you know, great experience with sports, mainly on the hoop side, because unfortunately, uh, you know, you, you know, you couldn't get on the football f field. Uh, 
too much. And then when you did, it got cut short, but, you know, by injuries. But talk to me about, you know, your experience at Cordova, uh, you know, playing basketball and, and even as well as the, you know, the short time you got to play football. All right, man, uh, Cordova. Uh, I was actually slated. I went to uh, James Rudder when I, when I moved to Sacramento, we stayed in the South there initially. And uh, my mom had moved out to Rancho Cordova. So I stayed back and forth with my grandmother and, and my mom. So I was actually slated to go to Valley. And um, so when I moved out to Rancho Cordova, I was in the ninth grade and they said I had to go to junior high school. So it tripped me out because I was like, I just finished junior high school. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think at that time, Mitchell and Mills went all the way to ninth grade and Cordova didn't start to 10th grade. So initially I started at Mitchell. Um, I didn't know, you know, didn't know too many people or anything like that. So I really just kept to myself and I didn't even play. And so later in like, I guess that spring, they did like some little open gym and I was in there playing and, you know, the coach was like, well, why you didn't try for the team and, you know, these different things. So when I got to Cordova, I think that the coaches or, you know, people were talking and saying that I was pretty good. So um, that's what prompted me to sign up for the, uh, the PE class, uh, which we had, you know, that would prepare us for basketball and everything like that. And I met Coach Jones and, uh, you know, Robbie, his son, and, and a bunch of other guys. And I really enjoyed that PE class. But when I first got to Cordova, man, at that point in time, I was kind of, you know, wasn't focused on things, kind of running the streets, doing different things like that. Always been a smart kid, but I just wasn't focused on school. Um, and doing what I needed to do and handling my responsibility. So uh, I was slated to play and everything and, and was ineligible to play my sophomore year. So I didn't play. Um, but Coach Jones, he used to open, he would always open the door to me and tell me to come to the gym, come to practice anyway, you know, to keep me away from some of the things I was doing. And um, so I, I would do that. And I think uh, at that point in time as well, I started uh, participating in the OK program. So, you know, Coach Jones, Deputy Norcross at the same time, you know, it was a pivotal time in my life. They both came in my life and they got me to get my act together, man, straighten up, get my grades and everything right. And, uh, you know, I just worked hard, man, started believing in myself and, you know, end up having a good career at Cordova. But I feel like, you know, the things that was instilled at me through Coach Jones, man, it it lasts me a lifetime. You know, a lot of things that I learned from Cordova, I, I, you know, on and off the court, I, I still utilize that today in life and even within, within my coaching. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned uh, both Coach Jones and the OK program, and Officer North Cross, because that's something that, you know, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and discuss uh, you know, later on, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, but continue to talk about you know, when, when you were able to finally get on the court. Yeah. As far, yeah. Once I got on the court, man, I, I, you know, I didn't look back. I played with some great players, man. I, um, my junior year, uh, played with James Shelby, of course, and, and Robbie Jones, you know, Robbie ended up going to Cal Berkeley playing there, playing overseas. I think James went to uh, Morgan state. Uh, who was that? As far as us juniors, I, I believe it was Jimmy Vaughn, uh, Io. Uh, we had we had a nice we had a nice team that year, and uh, I got a lot of playing time. Started, you know, started, and man, I just worked hard. You know, like I said, the, the things that he instilled in me, man. I played defense, played with a lot of energy, uh, and just you know, played my role. 
it's funny because a lot of people uh, in the neighborhood and, you know, family members sometimes will try to get you, you know, and say something like, man, you good, man. You should be doing this and you should be doing that. But the style that we played with at Cordova was like the motion offense, you know, move the basketball, pass and cut, pass and screen. It was very structured, you know what I mean? And, but I think at that time of my life, that's what I needed. And like Coach Jones really broke the game down. So coming back into my senior year, we had a re really good squad. And I know you did an interview with Seneca, you know, a real close friend, friend yeah. of mine. And, you know, we had uh, – we had a guy who went down, got into some trouble. I won't, I won't say no names or whatever what happened, but he got into some trouble. So we actually moved Seneca up. And that was his first time ever playing organized basketball. And so he was our point guard, man. We had our whole starting lineup, you know, was 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 uh, about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, above. You know, everybody has some experience. Seneca was the only one I was pretty much inexperienced, but – that year, man, we, we played some good basketball. We was ranked in the city, I think, number seven, something like that. And, man, we we played some good basketball. And uh, it was a great experience for me because it was kind of like the first time, you know, with me playing sports, although I played a lot of sports, you know, I had to take on the role of leadership and, and uh, lead the team and things like that. So I learned a lot about myself that year, and it, and it broke out some things that I didn't know that I had inside of me. So it, it was a, it was a great experience, man. Great experience. Yeah. You, you, you were a part of obviously some great teams. You had, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Robbie Jones, James Shelby, uh, you know, I think, you know, Robbie sometimes gets a bad rap with, you know, you know, with his tenure there, cause of the whole, you know, playing for his dad's situation, but yeah. the other day, yeah. that, 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 you know, then they went to, he Cal, walked on. yeah, he walked on and got playing time, you know, and, yeah. you know, that's it, it earned everything he got. And I mean, he was talented no matter what, but like you said, that team, you had your senior year, you had the likes of Seneca. And I think what people don't realize is, um, you know, Seneca, I don't know what they got him listed at, but he's to me, I think he's like five nine, five ten on a, on his best day with you know when he's feeling good about himself, you know. But but at the end of the day, uh, I, I don't think people realize on how how talented Seneca was in basketball. He just didn't love the game. But um, yeah. You, yeah, you know, before we move on, though, talk to me about and before we talk about Coach Jones, actually, let's talk about that because you know you you were definitely uh, you know definitely critic, you know you definitely played a key part in in, in you know ha having that sync on, on the podcast with me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we did grow up, but I know you guys are close, and you definitely you know helped me get them on the pod. Talk to uh, me about your guys' relationship. Um, you know, not only you know on the court, but just the relationship that you guys have been able to maintain. You know, pretty much you know a brotherhood that y'all been able to maintain you know throughout this whole lifetime. Man, it's 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 been a ride, man. Like I, I can honestly say that's my brother, you know, um, you know, it's, it's funny how we met. We, I, I still remember like it was yesterday, you know, Cordova football team in the early nineties and things like that, man, it was, it was, it was great. And so I, we were, you know, uh, when you used to cross the field behind mills, there was a fence there and you can literally sit at the <laughs> fence and watch the games. And so I would always ride my bike up there on, on game day. And, and and sit at the uh on top of the hill at the fence and watch the game. And Seneca happened to be there one day. And I was just like, man, what's up? You know, what's your name? Whatever, ask the name. I said, let's sneak, let's sneak into the game. He was like, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> and I was like, man, you scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is going up in this game and watch this game. So he didn't want to go in here. So we stayed out there and we kind of talked. And uh, another time, you know, we ran into each other at some little parties here and there. And uh 
kind of got to know each other. I really didn't like him too much at first, to be honest with you. Just didn't like his whole demeanor. Nothing like, you know, I was like, man, who is this dude? Who this dude think he is? Whatever. But, um, you know, we both were in the OK program. And um, it's funny because when he got moved up to varsity, that's when we became close. Uh, that first year he was uh, playing basketball. Um, you know, I was going through some certain different things like that, man. And and still to this day, he had, he always had a big heart. And he was like, hey, man, you know, you need this or you need a ride or do you want to, you know. And uh, so he just kind of was always there for me, man, a great supporter of me. Um, and always, you know, we always had talks. He was always honest with me, man, and, and would encourage me to do better. Like, man, you can do this, you can do that. So, you know, that's kind of how uh, our relationship began, man, and we never turned back. And still to this day, you know, he encouraged me, I encouraged him, man. We, we work hard, man. We, we, we uh, work hard to provide for our families. And, you know, if it's something that he got's going on, he'll give me a call. If it's something I got going on, I'll give him a call, man. And we just, you know, we, we, uh, we really support each other, man, and there for each other like brothers. So, and it's just not us, you know, it was a whole, it was a whole clique of us. So, you know, all my other guys like Juan, Hill, Sean, uh, Derek Martin, you know, a lot of us, man, we still, we still real close. No, absolutely. When, you know, when I had Seneca on, same thing, you know, the thing about Seneca, it's funny that you say that, how you didn't initially like him. It's one thing you guys got to understand about Seneca is uh, he, he's always wreaked confidence from the get-go. There's nothing about, <laughs> I mean, the guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy, I mean, you know, some people may say it's borderline arrogant. I have a saying, anybody that follows me, is I call it annoyingly confident, and that's what he is, and that's okay. I, I think that's okay, and so yeah. I could definitely see that. But what I do like is the same thing that, you know, when he was on the pod, you could tell that brotherhood is real. Um, it, it's not just, I mean, it may have been formed and developed while on the field or on the court, but it, it, it's something that, you know, he keeps uh, his circle small and you could tell that you yeah. guys are really, really, really tight. And uh, now it's a beautiful thing, man. That's for sure. Let's, uh, let's transition and mention coach Jones. Cause I know obviously coach Jones, uh, you know, has uh, impacted quite a you know, bit of us, you know, from, uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of probably kids, you know, throughout, you know, his time at Cordova. Talk to me about the positive impact that he was, you know, on your life and, and actually maybe some specific lessons that he taught you. And I know you got some Coach Jones sayings too, oh, but oh, so, so, so yeah. <laughs> give me, give me some lessons that he taught you both, you know, on and off the court. Man, life lessons, man. You know, at the, I didn't really understand it at the time, you know, how he was on me, the things that he required of me, man, but it was, it was, it was life lessons. Um, I remember it was it was it's a few things that really stood out to me, man, that, that taught me a whole lot outside of basketball. So there's a time, like I said, I had, you know, I, I was going through some things, man. I was running out on the street, man. I would just be angry. You know, I could lose a basketball game and, and be ready to, you know, just angry. You know what I mean? I, I played angry. And I remember he pulled me into his office and he was talking to me about, you know, I have to control my temper play the game of basketball. You know, you got to be under control. You know, you can be fast, strong, athletic as you want to be, but your mind got to be in the game. You know, you got to be able to control yourself. So, you know, those are things that he would do with me early. He would just pull me to the side. I guess, um, you know, instead of coming at me hard or coming aggressively, man, he just kind of took his time with me, man, and and, and, and really worked with me from, from the little things to the major things. Um, another thing was uh, – I remember one year we had to pay for our shoes, man. We we wore uh, the, our team shoes, 
and I never paid. Are you, talk, are you talking about the A6? You talking about the A6? The A6, man. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First of all, you know what I'm saying. I'm like A6. Come on, man, bro. I can't keep wearing no A6, man. You know what I'm saying? Like so. He had got my shoes, and I told him I was going to pay him for them, and I never paid him for the shoes. And so, like, every time he seemed like, man, where my money at? Where my money at? He used to always get on me. So the next year, he was like, uh, my senior, he was like, man, we're not going to do Asics this year. We're going to do uh, – we actually wore Reebok pumps. And he was like, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget this. He was like, oh, no, you ain't getting no shoes, so you give me some money because you owe me some money. He used to always get on me about that. And I was like, man, coach, I ain't got no money for the shoes. He said, all right. He said, I got something for you. Man, this guy, uh, Coach Jones, went out and got me a job, man, cutting down trees in somebody's yard to get money for the shoes. You know, but that was a life lesson right there, man. It wasn't about the money. He was teaching me as a young man, you know, I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to earn. I can't just go by getting things from people and doing things like that. So I actually worked, went and worked for this man, worked in his backyard, got the money and paid for my shoes. Um, another time, uh, he had called me into his office. And like I said, first few years in high school, man, I, you know, I was running the streets and, and, and doing my thing like that. So he had pulled me in and he had some letters, you know, from different colleges that was showing interest in me. And then, you know, he's talking about, yeah, these schools are looking at you, push them over to the side. He's like, but you can't go. I'm like, why? You know, the first thing I'm thinking is like, why are you trying to stop me from, you know, going to college, being successful? He was like, man, you you don't qualify. You don't qualify for none of these schools. Mm-hmm. And like right then and there, that's kind of like where I seriously had, you know, when he just talked to me, man, I, I was sitting there, I was hurt. And he just talked to me. Now he said, this is how you can move forward. You know, you got to start doing this, doing that. And so, you know, that's when I finally buckled down and started, you know, focusing on my future. And, and, and I seen that, you know, I, I could make it, you know what I'm saying? It was a possibility that I could, I could go play college ball and, and do different things like that, man. And it's, it's crazy how, you know, God puts you in certain situations or putting certain people in your life. Because at that point in time, if I didn't have what I had at Rancho Cordova, at Cordova High School, who, who knows where I would be? You know, it was it was times on campus uh, where I would leave one class, I leave third period going to fourth period, and that teacher would call the other teacher to make sure I made it to class. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like it's there, yep. you know, and they would watch me. You know what I'm saying? So that's when you knew that people, you know, people cared, man. People wanted to see me do well, and you know, I, I at that point in time of my life, I wasn't getting that from from a lot of people. So you know, to know that those people cared about me and wanted, wanted to see me do well, man, it, it made me, you know, step my game up and work harder and, and play harder, you know, because I wanted to make people proud and want to let them down. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy for me. Yeah, you no, know, it's crazy because, you know, obviously we, we grew up, you know, around the same area, you know, and when it comes to, you know, Cordova, came across a lot of, you know, mutual teachers and what have you, you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit myself that, you know, a lot of times I didn't really appreciate, you know, what really the vested interest they had in me and what, how they looked out, you know, for us till after the fact, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you, and as you get older and, you know, and, you know, the maturation process kicks in, you really, you know, could go back and you said, reflect, look back. You're like, wow, you know, they didn't have to do all that. You know, they didn't really have to no. do all that. And, uh, but yeah, man, that's, you know, and I know sometimes, you know, they're underappreciated, you know, <laughs> they only get, you know, we, we talk about what they didn't do, 
but you know, but it's always yeah. you know, it's always good to you know talk about what they did do and and, 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 and not and, and not and not just the way they did do, but the the stuff that they did that wasn't in their job description. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. stuff that they didn't necessarily have to do, man. Um, let, let before we get uh, to transition to your college, uh, you know, years, uh, let's talk about the OK program though and Officer Depp because yeah. I, I I know he was definitely instrumental to your development as well as hundreds, if not thousands of others. Okay. Talk to talk to me about the OK program and when it comes to specifically the impact it had on you. Uh, yeah, well, so the program, man, he, he started the program in Rancho Cordova, man. You know, our area, a lot of people don't know it, uh, but the area was pretty bad, man. Gangs, are, you know, where a lot of, lot of uh, crimes and different things like that. And so he had started that program to stop the higher incarceration rate of young black males, you know, so, uh, you know, Mills, Cordova, Mitchell, you know, that had his issues. And when that program started, you know, it helped change things around and, and the community changed, you know. So you start seeing a lot of us young males, you know, young African-American males, men of color, whatever, you know, going off to college, man, graduating high school, doing good things. Um, and, you know, the program was great. And it's, it's, uh, it's actually, I remember when we were in the program, we were younger, he's like, man, it's going to be kids across the country that's going to be in an okay program, just like you guys. And, you know, we, we young, like, yeah, okay, Deb, okay, Deb. But true, true to, uh, you know, true to his word, man, it, you know, this program is in all over the place. And it's actually here in Little Rock where I am today, man, thriving. So the program, man, it, you know, it got us together. It was a mentoring program. They worked with us on life skills, man. They worked with us on our academics, man, our self-esteem, different things like that. And a lot of us in the program, like you said, you talked about brotherhood, man. We became brothers, you know, and still to this day, we still talk. We still get together and do different things. Um, so that program was very, very, very instrumental to my success, you know, and a lot others, even in the position I am today was through that. You know, so he's always looked out for us. And it's it's crazy because I can call him right now at this hour. He's going to pick up the phone. And I could talk to him for an hour or two hours if I needed to. And it was always amazing to me, like, how can one man have so much time for so many people? You know what I mean? And and when he when he when he talks to those people, interact with those people, they get the same feeling as I do. Thank you, Dad. We love you. Appreciate everything you do. It's, it's just amazing how you can do that for so many different people. But um, outside of that, even, you know, with athletics, man, on Saturdays when we had our kicking session, it was almost like an all-star game, man. When we, we play football against each other, basketball, anything we do, man, the, the competition was very high. So not only did you have to strap it up on the court or on the field for, for the school and all that, man, you had to come ready to study hall, man. If you weren't ready, somebody was going to dunk on you. Somebody was going to do something to you. So, you know, we kept it real competitive, man, and fun. And, man, it, uh, being in the OK program was, man, some of the best experiences of my life. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. When it comes to your CBD, quality matters. For all natural relief, visit SimpleGardenCBD.com. 
If 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAND15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAND15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. Absolutely, man. Shout out Officer Depp. Um, it's amazing uh, when you have an individual that has such a big vision. A lot of times people can't really see it, you know, but uh, the fact yeah. that he still had the willpower to keep pushing, um, you know, you're just one of many examples of uh, individuals that not only did he impact, but it, it, it paid itself forward, you know, because you're able to pay that forward over and over again and yeah that's yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing because like i said yeah. i mean you're able to see it firsthand his his hands and his actual direct impact on uh, on us on, on us yeah. individuals it's a legacy man it's like the, the the seeds that he planted man they 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 bearing fruit you know because we're doing the same thing with our children you know my my, my children call him granddad you know what i mean so same with luan same with Seneca's, you know same with derrick's you know everybody you know, it's 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 something that he instilled in us, man. That's that's reaching generations. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if anybody's out there listening to this, man, you hear anything that's going on with the OK program, and if it's in your neighborhood or in your state, your city, whatever, man, support it, man, because it's it's a great, great, great program. That's beautiful, man. Let's uh, let's transition to college. I know uh, you you know you spent some time at the JUCO level at American River, uh, being that you stayed local. Let me ask you, did that make that transition a little easier for you? You know, being that you were able to stay local, how was that, tra that transition, both even, you know, on the academic side? I mean, let's be honest, because that's, uh -huh. you know, one, 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 one factor that hindered you when it comes to being where you, were, where you could have went, right? Yeah. How was that yeah. transition academically and as well as, you know, uh, athletically when it comes to, you know, to transition from high school to ju juco ball? Well, I'll say this, by staying locally, it's a gift and a curse. You know, you're still at home. You can get some type of support and everything like that. But then you're still around the environment that kind of caused you to 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 kind of, you know, to be in that situation where you had to go yeah. to Juco. You know, knowing everybody, hanging out, partying, different things like that. So, you know, it just came to a point to where I had to learn to focus. Um, AR was a great school. I got a chance to it, – it's funny how it happened because – um at the time i guess Co coach uh morphew was a hub morphew was a coach there he actually had coached at cordova back in the 70s and 80s from what i heard and they had some good programs but he was there and he never lost 20 games he always had i mean he, he's always won over 20 games every year he was a coach there man so you know that's junior college basketball that's that's tough to do that's a that's a great thing and so he had been trying to contact me and like i said you know i was moving around a lot you know, different things. So he couldn't contact me. And I was actually going up to the school to go talk to the football coaches. And I'm literally walking by the gym, headed to the co uh, football coach's office. And he comes out and he was like, 
Marla Rockwell? I was like, yes, sir. He's like, man, I've been looking for you. I've been trying to get a hold of you. And I'm like, oh, really? He was like, man, come in, come into my office. So I go into his office that day. They were having like workouts and different things like that. So I went up to the school to go talk to the football coaches about playing football, man, and, and, and end up practicing that day. Gave me all the gear I needed. I went on the court practicing and became a, a beaver right there at that moment. And uh, how was man, that, we, you know, yeah, no, I was going to say, how was that transition from, uh, from, from the high school uh, level to the JUCO when it comes to a competition standpoint? Um, the competition standpoint, man, it, it was mm, me personally, I don't think it was too much of a transition because like I, you know, I, I think I felt like I played against some good competition. And then another thing with that is I just played hard, man. I, I never really worried about what the other person was doing. If a coach gave me an assignment or whatever I had to do, I was just going to do it at a hundred percent. I really didn't worry about too much what the other guys were doing you know like so sometimes they'd be like man what you think about this game and this and that and I'm like uh well you know I, I wasn't really focused I wasn't paying attention to them like that you know I was I was you know concentrating on doing my thing but I'll say for for our team we were we were very talented at AR so at that point in time you know a lot of the top players who didn't qualify or wanted to take you know, chances to go to somewhere bigger was going to AR, man. So I played with uh, my first year, uh, Corey Johnson from El Camino, uh, JJ Spivey from uh, Ponderosa. I mean, you know, that that's that he played with Adam, Adam uh, I think it was Adam Evans that year, man. It was like, you know, they went to state and everything like that. And JJ was about 16. Um, we had Deontay DeRoe. 6'10", who could shoot. Yeah, Deontay. put it on the floor Ooh. and everything. Deontay DeRoe, we had LeBron Bryant, you know what I'm saying? We, Raleigh Lawrence, uh, man, my my own boy, uh, Thomas Williams from, I mean, we, man, we were stacked, man. I mean, that team, oh, Pablo Gonzalez, Jay Bridges from Jesuit. I mean, everybody on our team was, was capable of being a, you know, a college basketball player or being a starter at any other JUCO that we decided to go to, man, but Coach Morphew was able to bring us all together, man. And we had a, a magical season, man. So the transition, you know, for me, I think was more of I got to learn a lot because I played with some great players. You know what I mean? So I got I got to I got to play with some some players that played at a high level, bring the best out of me, you know, and it was it was an honor and a great experience. So what I took from going to JUCO, I think I got out of it what it was designed for was to help you develop more, uh, make you get you bigger, faster, stronger, you know, and all those things was uh, happened at AR. And Coach Morphy ran a great program there. Yeah, it's, uh, you you named off some great players. Deontay, man, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I think he slept on. People don't understand, that dude was just a bucket, man. That, yeah, I that mean, was baby Jordan, I, man. That, that, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, you just named off some great players. Obviously, Jay Bridges, you had uh, – you got inducted in the AR Hall of Fame recently, especially Deontay. Yeah. Um, man, he just named a whole bunch, man. I, 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 told, I didn't realize JJ went there, man. JJ, 6'10", yeah. who can shoot threes. That dude, yeah, you, you, yeah. you guys were, you, you guys were stacked. Um, after your time at AR, you know, talk to me about, you know, the recruitment process and, you know, what teams, well, I'm sorry, what schools were, uh, interested in you, what schools were heavy on you before you decided to attend Angelo State University? 
Okay, well, man, I had a long story to, um, it's crazy, because Sacramento Bee, they actually did a, uh, they did a story on me. Uh, after my first year, you know, some stuff happened within my family. I'm, I'm the oldest five, so some things happened, man, and I, I stepped away from the game, and, you know, it's crazy because, you know, we, we were at the gym every day together after we get off of work or whatever, you know, I would come up to Mather and all that, so during that time that I was at Mather all the time, you know, I was going through some things and I pretty much uh, let school go for a little while, man, and and, um, and helped out with my family and things like that. So um, I set out a year and then within that time, uh, Coach uh, Coach Morphew had retired. Coach Mark Georgie came in. And so, you know, year after, it was about two years, two or three years, I was, you know, on pace to come back and come back. But, man, I ended up laying in a great job and, you know, was doing good things, but I continued to play ball. And so going back to talking about how close me and my friends were, I remember during that time, Seneca had left and went off to Iowa State. And it came back home. I was working at, at Verizon Wireless, you know, at the gym part-time up at Mather Air Force, uh, I mean, Mather Sports Center. And he came back and he was like, man, you got to go get this experience, man. You know, college is great. I'm having a great time, man. You go this and that. So he encouraged me, man. So pretty much that time when he came back to visit, I, I, I pretty much, you know, quit my job, man, and went and enrolled, got myself back to school, got eligible, came back and played that second year at AR. And I had um, no, not really any you know, big or major division one schools with some smaller division one schools was looking at me, but mainly um, a lot of division two schools. So I, I had a pretty good season that second year, you know, I had to took some time to knock some rust off and everything like that. But, you know, I had a, a, a good season there and was re get, getting recruited by, um, like I said, a lot of uh, uh, division two schools. Um, McNeese State, uh, I was at the time, uh, Deputy Norcross um, Joe, uh, was good friends with Joe Dumar's brother, who was the head coach there. So I had an opportunity to go there, and but I would have had to file. Like, I can't remember. It was like a hardship. I would have had to file to get my eligibility back, my time back, because I set out and everything. Um, oh, I'm, another interesting thing, I got recruited by San Jose State. Uh, the, the actual president who hired me at the uh, – at the college that I'm working at now was the head coach there at the time, Fitz Hill. And he was also friends with uh, Deputy Norcross. So they were looking at bringing me on there at San Jose State, but I chose to go back to school and play basketball. And so, like I said, I had a lot of um, opportunities with uh, some Division II schools, man, and I ended up choosing Angelo State. And uh, I chose Angelo State because the coaches, man, they, they, they was loyal to me, man. They they, um, we had a lot of other guys from California on the program. Uh, Kenny Smith was actually there that played at uh, Encina and um, went to Yuba. So it was, you know, the coach was a good guy. Um, a lot of California people on the team. Uh, the area was what I looked at was it was a smaller town. I thought that would be great for me to go somewhere like that so I can focus a little more. And, uh, man, I, I – made a great decision by going to Angelo State. And talk to me. We, I was going to say, talk to me about that experience of actually being, you know, away from home, uh, you know, because 
I, obviously that's the contrary to what you did for, you know, at the Juco level. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, let's be honest, took the, took the scenic route there, you know, took some breaks and what have you, which I think is, I think it's very important for people to hear, you know, because honestly, yeah. life happens, man. Life happens. If we're, life happens. And um, especially, you know, when it comes to your window as an athlete window, as even in your youth, you only have a small window, you know. And uh, that being said, you should always don't let a set a setback just derail you altogether. The fact that yeah. I like the fact that you, you use that as a setup to, you know, obviously catapult you to the next level at Angelo State. Uh, but talk to me about that, you know, that transition now being out, you know, out of your, you know, out of Sacramento, you know, I, uh, you know, I know you had California people on the team. I, I didn't yeah. realize Kenny, Kenny Smith, who was nice at Encina and Yuba, yeah. didn't realize he was there. But um, how, how was that, being, you know, being away? Oh, man, it was a culture shock at first. man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went out there on a visit. So I was, you know, I kind of knew what to expect. Um, but when I got there and I, and I finally you know, moved into my apartment and uh, first few days, you know, I kind of got there before everybody started arriving on campus. And I was like, man, do I, you know, I'm from California, man. I'm out here sitting in the middle of Texas, small town, you know, I'm just looking up like at the stars, like, man, all right, here we go. Um, I will say the thing that, that helped me out a lot, man, it, it was that it was some, First of all, our coaching staff, we had a great coaching staff, man. They, they was very supportive of us. And, you know, the first few days there, man, they made sure they kept us busy and different things like that, man. But I had some great teammates. Um, me and my guy, uh, Mike Johnson, he was from the Bronx. So he he got we, got, we both got there at the same time, man. And we, we just bonded and clicked. Um, you know, some, some of the people I call family to this day, you know, um, you know, was always there for me, supportive. But man, once uh, once the season got going and, and everybody got on campus, you know, it it was it was a uh, it was a great feel at the school because pretty much within that town, it was a I think it was a yeah it was an Air Force base there. It's called Goodfellow Air Force Base, and it was a college. So those was kind of the two things that kind of ran that you know that 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 was thriving in the town. So. One, school started man we got in the season and everything and we had so much support from the community you know different people uh coming to the games man you know you had you had families out there that will that will support you that will cook for you that would you know get you necessities if you needed them you know just different things like that man so it was a it was a loving town man so they, they loved that their athletes there at angelo state uh, we have some instructors and stuff on campus, man, that supported us, man, that 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 will do anything to help us, man, if we had any issues. So, you know, I think I made the right choice by going where I was going, you know, where I, where I chose to go. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, I didn't really put up the numbers that I thought I would put up and, and have, like, the type of athletic career that I thought I would have. but everything that I that I pray for and I dream for in life came through, you know what I'm saying, those those journeys. You know what I mean? So it's it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than sports. You know what I mean? The, the people that I that I met and encountered through the, through my journey, man, it was it was really beneficial to me. And you know, if if I could do it all over again, man, I, I wouldn't change one thing. Now that's awesome, man. No, that's 
that's why I like to hear, you know, you know, living without regret and obviously uh, going back and, and, and it's always nice when you're able to reflect and, 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 and truly say that, you know, of course, you know, people will just say that, but to genuinely and know within yourself that, you know, that you wouldn't change a thing. Cause you, you know, that it, it brought so much more to your life. You know, it, you know, you probably went there, obviously, like you said, that, you know, many reasons, but you know, to put up, put up some numbers, you want to go out there yeah. and, 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 and kill it on both football field, basketball, court but the it 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 just paid in so many more uh you know areas in your life you know is a beautiful thing but that being said i know you i know i know you're being humble i mean whether whether you maybe not met your expectations but talk about the success you were able to have on the football field and on the basketball court all right well yeah um man like i said i I went out there uh and i played hard man i i was able to uh win our you know team mvp holland Ward got a holland's award uh, got a lot of respect from other teams in the conference. Um, had some great support, uh, and you know, got some opportunity. So after I played uh, basketball, and uh, you know, I was then offered by the football program to come out. You know, they wanted me to play football. They heard I played. They wanted me to come out and work out with them. So I went up there and did that. And man, I had some opportunities, man. Like so playing out there with some great talent in the um, the conference that we played in was a long star conference. So it's a division two conference, but man, it was a lot of schools, a lot of talent. You know, you had uh, Texas A&M Kingsville, uh, Carlton State, Abilene Christian, uh, Texas A&M Commerce, us, uh, uh, some teams out of Oklahoma, uh, Northeast Oklahoma, Cameron, Cameron. Uh, it was a bunch of good programs, man. So, I got to play against a lot of great talent, man. We had a lot of guys from our conference go to the, you know, uh, get uh, to the NBA. You had guys going to the NFL. Um, Actually, I don't know if you remember uh, Bernard Scott. He had played at Abilene Christian in football. He was drafted by the Bengals. Johnny Knox went to the Bears. Uh, Man, Mm -hmm. the conference was sending out a lot of good talent. So, you know, it was, it was very competitive. So, you know, a lot of us got opportunities to, to further our, you know, uh, careers with going overseas and different things like that. So I got those opportunities. Um, I was told I was getting some, some looks by some, some professional teams in football, but I ended up only uh, being able to play one season, um, due to some rules, you know, some rule changes. Um, but I ended up, uh, getting uh, offered a contract to play arena football, a contract to, uh, and, and sign with an agency out of Germany for basketball, man. So I was blessed with a lot of opportunities. And, you know, Angelo State provided that. And, uh, you know, it was a good experience, man. And, and I'll say, once again, it's bigger than basketball, bigger than sports. I actually met my wife at Angelo State, you know, and she, you know, if you look at the trophy case, man, she got she got a lot of uh, 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 a lot larger trophy case than I got from when we was there, you know, so she, you know, she could play and she was, and she always supported me, man. She was always there for me, man. And we kind of pushed each other, man. We, we both majored in the same thing. So, you know, we, we pushed each other, man. And, and both was aspiring to be great. So, man, I, I got a lot out of Angelo state. Yeah, man, you're, you're uh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no question, you know, 
at least one standpoint why your kids are so blessed to be athletic. It's good in the, you know, their DNA. Both their parents were a problem in every sport they played. So obviously, uh, you know, that, that's, that's definitely something that they have to their advantage. That's for sure. Uh, let me, that's actually something crazy. If you think about it, when, uh, you know, you might not even be the best athlete in your own household, man. Is that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> man, I, <laughs> and they, and they, it's, it's, you know, I told you as a kid, I like to compete, man. So around here, man, it's every day, man. We, we, we going at it, man. You know, I'm, I'm just blessed to be in a position to where I can be there for my children, man, support them and, and uh, you know, provide them, you know, all the information, all the love, everything that, that can help them be successful. So, that, that's our goal, man, is just to love them and, and give them the knowledge that we got and, and you know, hopefully that they, they take the right path and, and, and be successful in whatever they choose to do. Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been an absolute blessing watching them, obviously, from afar. Koa, Kai, Kelly, right? Yeah. The three, the yeah. three, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I've been able, you know, like I said, you know, you and I stay in contact, but be able to yeah. see them. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, I mean, it's just fun to be honest. It's fun to see them all develop and they all they all problem, man. Uh, you know, so it's, it's only going to be a matter of time to see, you know, them to continue, you know, to fur further you know, and develop and see, you know, exactly what sport they take to. Because I know you have some multi-sport stars there in that household. So, uh, you know, that's obviously something that, you know, I'll, I'll look uh, look forward to cheering them on and, and seeing, you know, what comes to fruition uh, with their careers. And so same, same with yours, man. Hope, hopefully, when I when I come visit, man, we can we can get we can get together and get them on the court together, man. Do a little workout. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. I'll be a trip, man. I mean, that just shows how old we get. We got our kids playing against each other. <laughs> let, 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 hey, let, let, let's stop that, man. We need to talk like that on podcast. But hey, so let's uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about. So, like you said, you you know you were able to you know you had some professional opportunities, uh, but you know from there you transitioned you know from an athlete um, you know to you know you know, post-career as we call it, but, um, but you did get an opportunity to get into coaching. Um, so talk to me about that. You know, was coaching something that you always had in mind, um, you know, from the get-go? Yeah, man. I, I loved it. Um, you know, I used to always people be like, you know, what, you know, what's your calling? What do you think your calling is, man? And, and I never really realized it, but man, from a young age, I, I know you remember the neighborhood, you know, we'll be at Williamson all day long. We'll yeah. <laughs> you know you know doing at the gym playing and we always took on the, the younger guys like yeah man come here you know I always found myself teaching and working with them and so you know um I was preparing myself to um you know to go overseas and play and I, I ended up breaking my foot and then at the time uh Debbie Norcroft was, was here in Little Rock and so everything like came full circle so Debbie Norcroft is working at Arkansas Baptist College um, as a dean, and the president was uh, Dr. Fitzhill, who was a coach at San Jose State, you know what I mean, <laughs> at the time that I was going to have an opportunity to go there. So I was in Texas, man. I was working on getting my uh, teacher certification to, to go into teaching and coaching there, and um, I got a call from from Devin Norcar said, man, what you doing? What you got going? I said, I'm in, I was actually in the classroom, uh, 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 in the art class at the point, at that point in time. And he called me and I picked up my phone and he was like, man, I got an opportunity for you. And he was, I was like, really, really? And so I started explaining. He said, but it's in Little Rock, Arkansas. You'd be okay with that? And I'm like, Little Rock, Arkansas. I don't, you know, I don't know. The only thing I heard <laughs> about Little Rock was banging in Little Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't know much about it, but he was there. 
and I knew that he wouldn't, you know, put me in any situation that that wouldn't be beneficial for me. So, you know, we talked about it and I said, yeah, so we're going to get you out here um, for interview. Um, At the time, Corliss Williamson was the head men's basketball coach. And the athletic director was a man named Charles Ripley. He's a legend out here in the South, man. He just uh, passed away, may rest in peace. Um, But he was the athletic director and Corliss Williamson was the head coach. Corliss Williamson got a job at uh, University of Central Arkansas, same school Scotty Pippen was and everything. So he went up there to be the head coach. And so they were looking for a new coaching staff. Um, so I was able to go out, interview uh, Coach Rip, gave me the opportunity, hired me on the staff and also uh, worked in student affairs as a director of activities. So, you know, I was responsible for handling all the activities on campus, man. And, you know, it was a great experience. And so within that, you know, the coaching that kind of, it kind of kicked off, you know, that that's what kicked off my, you know, my coaching career and, and uh, working in higher education. But the good thing about it was, you know, like I said, I, I broke my foot or whatever. So I was coming off the injury, but I still had that, you know, I still had some gas in the tank. So, I was still able to go out there and play with the guys, you know, work out with them in practice. So that kind of helped me, you know, build a great relationship with the players and, and you know, earn their respect because they, you know, the things that I would tell them, they, they physically seen me do those things, you know, and watch me play. So, you know, I was able to relate to them and, and work with them, man, and it was a great experience. So I ended up uh, coaching that year with a coach trip on the man's side. And then I end up moving over to the women's side uh, to assist uh, Deion Cross. A funny story, like it's, it's, it's crazy because he actually graduated from Stanford and I watched him play a lot. So he um, played with Brevin Knight. He was a shooting guard when Brevin Knight was the point guard there at Stafford. They had a lot of success and everything. So he was the head coach, man. And we coached together and uh for about six years and uh man we filled some great teams man we we had a lot of girls go division one you know we were competing at a juco level so we had a lot of girls go division one um had some great teams and uh man coach d i I consider him like a big bro big brother to me man He, he mentored me taught me a lot man uh as far as a coach spiritually man so it was it was a great experience coaching with him Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. Just want to know, are you looking to improve your health and fitness? Are you looking for a trainer to help you guide you along the way? We'll look no further. Check out Ruben Hernandez of Relentless Strength and Sports Performance. Ruben is a trainer whose purpose is to help you make positive changes in your lifestyle and improve your quality of life. His goal is to educate you on how simple changes in your daily habits can help you look and feel great. Ruben is an upcoming trainer who is passionate about helping you reach and achieve your goals. He is dedicated to making your training experience unique and specific to you. He specializes in functional movements, so whether you're looking to build muscle, lose weight, or improve your overall movement, he can help you do it all. He is located in the northern Sacramento area in his own private facility. You can check him out on Instagram at Ruben7Hernandez. Feel free to contact him through direct message or call him at 209-406-7028. Again, that's 209-406-7028. If you have any questions or to schedule your first session, mention Straight Talk with Straight Hand and receive 50% off. Yes, you heard it right, 50% off your first session. So what are you waiting for? Head on over and book your first session with Ruben and make sure to give him a follow on Instagram 
at Ruben 7 Hernandez. That's R-U-B-E-N, the number 7, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z on Instagram. Go change your life. Let me ask you this. Uh, 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 when it comes to, you know, your overall coaching experience, what would you say, uh, which is a great opportunity. You, you got, like I said, you got a chance to, you know, work with a lot of great people, you know, a lot of great kids. What, ha- what has been your, your biggest takeaway uh, from your coaching experience? Man, the biggest takeaway is the fact that, you know, when you go back, I started in 2010, you know, it was 2021 now. The biggest takeaway for me is just seeing our, our student athletes now, man, and, and the impact that, we were able to make on their lives and the great things that they're doing. You know, like, like I said before, to me, it's bigger than basketball, man. So when, you know, you got your players inviting you to their weddings and sending you photos of their children and, and, and wanting you to, you know, speak to people at their school and, and, you know, man, those are the things that, that make it all worth it. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's an investment, man. We, we invested in, in, in our people, you know, and to me, that's, that's, that's a great reward when I can take the things that was instilled in me, you know, through, through my family, through, through my coach, through coach Jones, through deputy Norcross, you know, my, my best friends. And then I can take a lot of those things and, it's, and, and, and instill those things to someone else and see them pass it along, pass it along. And, you know, you see the success from that, man. It's 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 a great it's a great feeling, man. Great feeling. No, that's awesome, man. Before we get into your current role as a dean of students at Arkansas Baptist College, let's let's take some time and actually talk about the Rockwall programs. I know that's uh, I know that's uh, the Rockwall. Sorry, that's uh, I know that's your program. Um, talk to me about the program, the vision you had for it, and what really inspired you to you know get that started. All right, man. Well, once again, you know, coming from the OK program and seeing what, you know, programs could do to help you, you know, we wanted to um, bridge gaps, you know what I mean? And coming from California to Little Rock, um, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but, you know, it's slower, it's a lot slower. And um, it was some things that I was seeing. It wasn't a lot of programs here in the city and different things like that. And so, um me and my wife, we, we got together, you know, she's in education, she's an elementary school teacher. So it was like, you know, what can we do to help these babies? You know, what can we do to help these kids? You know, and my, my children was young at the time too. One of the things that a lot of people struggle with was, you know, childcare, the cost of childcare and different things like that. So we kind of, you know, looked at the program and said, okay, well, how could we, you know, I love sports. And I feel like you can teach a lot of things through sports. So I'm like, okay, how can we put this thing together and make it all work? So we pretty much focused on three things. And that was education, character, and athletics. So all the students, you know, we had a summer program, aftercare program. And those kids that we, that will come to our program, my wife will work with them academically to try to at least get them a great, you know, our goal was to get them a great level ahead of where they were. and. Um, then we would build character. And then the athletic part was we would introduce them to different sports. So basically, you know, one day we would go get a whole bunch of, you know, we had a lot of different equipment and stuff. So there were days we would do soccer. There were days that we'll do baseball, basketball, football. We'll just introduce them to them. And then the kid, the, the kids who took a liking to it, 
we also had our youth sports program. So we had a football program, basketball programs, things like that. So we were doing all those things in one. And um, once again, you know, was blessed to meet some, some great people here uh, through, through coaching and different things like that who really helped support our program. Once again, Seneca was there for me, man, being a, being a huge supporter. And so we started the program and we started off with about 25 kids, man, and, and, and it just took off from there. So right now, um, oh, we did one other th- a great thing that happened, man. We actually uh, got a deal with Nike in uh, USA Basketball. We was able to do uh, an open court program here in Little Rock. And so... Nike only selected eight cities for the program and we were able to land it here through Rockwall. So, man, we was able to service over 300 some kids with basketball and they were able to come for free, uh, get free Nike items, sweatsuits, bags, shoes, you know, all type of different things. And it just really uh, was a good uh, uh, experience for the kids, experience for us and the community. So right now, man, we got a lot of people in Little Rock that supporting, um, that supporting the program and we're you know we're looking to um build a facility um that'll be able to house everything that we have to offer and so we also are partnering with other uh like-minded organizations man so we we just want we just want to be a bridge in our community man to help people be successful so we we working hard man we chipping away at it and staying persistent you know how that go no nah, man, I, I love the fact that it, uh, it it allows you to be uh, a blessing. It's you know it's always a blessing to be a blessing, and it allows you to really uh, take everything that you were able, you know, the support that you were able to have and to help you get to where you're at currently, and to pay it forward, you know, uh, through the programs and the, the fact that you've been able to have great people, uh, you know, support the program. Obviously, uh, has just you know helped that you know expand it to get bigger and bigger. Um, let's let's get to your current role as a dean of students. How did that position, you know, come about? And you know, where are some responsibilities you have in that role? Man, this is it's a blessing, man. Because who whoever would have thought, you know, if you go back to my high <laughs> school days and everything, and you hear, oh wow, Marlo Rockwell, he 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 a what? He a dean? But man, it was a blessing. Um, I don't know if you if you remember Brian Miller, but Brian Miller. Also I do. I do. That. I do. Yes, work at the college, man. So, man, Brian Miller, man, he he really looked out for me, man, and and, and was a uh, you know was was instrument uh, a big part of my success at Arkansas Baptist College, man. I I really got to give him that, and um, once again, he's an okay program alumni as well. But you know, he he was there, man, to to help me out, guiding me through, man. Um, supported me uh gave me a good opportunity always set me up in a good position and so i appreciate that and you know i got the opportunity man i I worked hard you know i stayed persistent i was always reliable man and and gave my all and i I believe that you know that hard work paid off man they recognized my hard work and um you know gave me that opportunity and so really what my focus is what I focus on as a dean is just to be uh, a support, you know, uh, or my department support our students, man, student life, student affairs, um, you know, be an advocate for our students, make sure that our students have a great experience on the campus. Um, and also, 
you know, in the classroom. So, man, we work with the different departments, man, to make sure our students have a great experience. And like I said, at the same time, it's still, you know, it's coaching, it's, it's, it's counseling, it's, it's uh, positive reinforcement, you know, to, to, to get people through, you know, and I'm a product of that. So, man, all I do is, you know, be transparent with a man, be who I am, you know, I'm the dean that still rock Jordans and all that. You know, I got some slacks on. I got a pair of Jordans on with them. So, you know, they kind of relate to me a little bit with that. And, um, you know, I like you said, paying it forward, man. So the, so the great things that people did for me, I'm just trying to do for, for our younger generation, man, and help them be successful. Let me ask you this. Um, I mean, I, I could assume, but I'd rather hear it from you. Uh, what about the position do you, do you I won't even say like, that you love the most? What position is that? No, no, no. Um, what, what about the position? What about the position do you love the most? Oh, what like, about? What, what about? Yeah. Just, yeah, man. Just working. Just working with our with our youth, man. With our, I mean, you know, we, there there are some students that come in that's non traditional. You know, that's a little older. But the fact that you know you're, you're working with people who wants who want to be successful. You know, there are some students that come to school and they may struggle. You know, academically and different things like that. But like I tell them, I commend them for you even taking a step to go to college. You know what I mean? That's that's big. That's showing that you want better. You know, you 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 want to be successful. You want to um, have a successful life. You know, so just being there, man, and being able to help people, um, being able to to pour into people, and that's that's what I love about the job the most, man. And when you see those, like I said, you see those student athletes. Um, you know, when they graduate, man, the smiles on their face, how happy their families are, the fact that they're calling you saying, man, I just landed this job, or they call you for a reference. And I'm, man, I'm glad to write this reference letter for you, man. Anything, you know, those things is, is very satisfying to me, man. And that's what I love about the position is to see, you know, the, the, the maturation process, the hard work that they put in, and then the success at the end. And that, that's what really uh, drives me to keep doing what I'm doing. It definitely sounds like at that position, you're able to make a major impact. But let me ask you, uh, have you thought about what your next step will be when it comes to, you know, your future at Arkansas Baptist or even beyond, like when it comes for, or let's just keep it at, at the school. Is there a yeah. goal of yours, you know, to get to the next level or is it the current position you have right now uh, is still fulfilling to the point where you, you still feel like there's a lot of work to be done at your current position? Um, it's, it's still a lot of work to be done, but like me uh, personally, I, you know, I always try to create set new goals and things, you know, and that, that, that's one thing that keeps me on path. So, you know, my, my goal is at the school, you know, these it's happening now that the things that I wrote down the last five years to do. Um, I talked to you earlier about us being a junior college, man. We, we just uh, was accepted by the um, NAIA. So we don't move up to the four year NAIA program. So, you know, if you know any students around there, you know, always send them my way. But um, uh, our, our, our leadership team at the school, our president, uh, President Clark, uh, Dr. Hill, when he was in position, man, they, they actually really give us the opportunity to be great, you know. And, uh, you know, if you have a great idea and it's something that can push the school forward and, and it's, you know, innovative, different things like that, man, they, they'll let you put that thing together and run with it. So we were able to go ahead and um, transition to a four-year uh, program, which I got to be a big part of. Um, 
so man, it's you know, it's satisfying, man. I'm satisfied with my position. Um, as far as going forward and what what else do I want? I just want the school to grow, man, and be successful. And at the end of the day, say that, you know, I was I was instrumental, uh, a big part, well, I'll say use the word a big part of the growth and success at the school. And my ultimate goal is to eventually become an athletic director somewhere. And, and um, I don't plan on, you know, people say retire. I don't plan on retiring because I love what I do, <laughs> to be honest with you. So my goal is to either be a, uh, you know, department head somewhere at a, at a university, um, you know, teaching sports management, uh, kicking my feet up, traveling, watching my children play and, and enjoy it, you know, and, just enjoying life, man. That's that's really where I'm at now. You know, um, a lot of people look at, okay, you know, you transition to this place, transition this to place for pay. You know, I think if you do the work and you do great, the, you know, the values in the people, that's how I see it. And and if you're doing right by people and, and working hard and being good at what you do, money will come. So, you know, I'm satisfied where I'm at, but eventually, like I said, I'd like to be an athletic director and, you know, a department head at a university, man, and, and, and enjoy doing what I do. No, that's awesome, man. You actually took the last question. I was going to ask you what, what was the future goals, but you obviously listed them there. Um, I, I actually excited to hear the, the goals you have for yourself, because I think um, as you were as you were stating them, I could I really could see you being successful at every one of those positions at every stop. And uh, especially with your, you know, with your background, your expertise and, you know, like I said, you're you've, you've stayed involved, um, you know, from an athletic standpoint, you've always stayed involved in the game. Obviously, your kids made that easy for you, you know, stay involved in the, yes, in the game and, and being present but as well as, you know, the impact that you've been able to make on kids because you, you throughout this whole episode, you reference, you know, Depp, uh, you know, Coach Jones. And so it, it, it's really easy, you know, uh, to pay it forward once you really saw the impact these guys had on you you know I always say this on every episode you know favorite definition of success is find someone that has what you want and have them show you how they did it well in this case you 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 took examples from like you know Depp on what he's been able to do and 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 really you know through your own vehicle you know obviously through your own vehicle been able to have that same type of impact yes sir man it's it's, it's been a man it's been a great journey man uh, like I said I wouldn't change anything about it man and i'm just thankful for you know everybody that uh everybody that god you know sent my way man and put in my life absolutely man well you know how i do at the end of my shows we, we always end with some rapid fire q a nothing nothing too serious just first thing that comes to your head so uh we're going, we're going to get this popped off so uh when you were playing what was your go-to move my go-to was man at the time i would i would do uh the in and out move, man. The in and out move used to work for me real well, man. I, I had a, I wasn't really like a, a shifty, that's like shifty of a guy, but I was pretty long and had some athleticism. So if I can get you, man, on your heels and hit you with an in and out move, I used to go to that a lot. All right. This next question is just because I know you personally, and we actually share a lot of our favorite players. I think I know the answer, but for the rest of the people out there, who's your current favorite NBA player and who's your favorite NBA player of all time? Man, of course, uh, LeBron James, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm rocking with LeBron all the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like I said, it's, it's you know, it's bigger than basketball, man. It, the, you know, his game is, is, is 
his game is there, but man, it's a lot of stuff that he do off the court, man, and his story, man, his, his backstory is, is really what drew me to him as well. And uh, my favorite, my all time, okay, this, this is gonna be tough because it's it's two, and, I, and I'll say there, there, I'm gonna give Iverson the edge though, but Iverson is my all time. You know, at the point in time where I was growing up, different things he did, how how he transcended the game, and you know, took it to a whole nother level. I, I love that. And then, um, and BJ Armstrong, man, like BJ Armstrong was my idol when I was growing up. Everybody's like, you don't like Jordan? I'm like, Jordan, cool, man. But BJ, BJ Armstrong, the guy. Yeah, BJ, BJ <laughs> was cold. Know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, he was cold, but I don't know why. I just, dude, just, you know, I just love the way he played the game, man. No, I was a little tight when he was playing at Iowa. I remember that. I still remember when yeah. I started watching <laughs> him, Roy Marble. Yeah, I remember that. All right, let's get, let, uh, let's AI or Steph. AI. <laughs> uh, Trey or Luka? AI had that dog in him, man. Steph, <laughs> Steph cool, but man, AI had that dog in him. Man. I, there's no way Steph would have been able to guard AI. People hey, say, there's people no say can't nobody guard Huh? I said, there's no argument on my part. We have the same favorite players, man. We yeah, I agree man. with hey. you. Hey, AI, man. AI that had that dog in him, man. No way Steph guarding AI. And then defensively, AI going to take that challenge, man. Yeah, Steph going to get his, but AI, man. Trey or Luca? Trey or Luca? Uh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I mean, I like Luca, man. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Luca. Okay. Okay. You're good. I uh, like uh, Luca, man, man. Nah, it's all good. Uh, uh, the mailman, Carmelo or KG? KG. Okay. I, okay. I, I don't like that much at all, man. I, I mean, he, <laughs> he does play with KG all day. Okay. On the way to the gym, what's in the AirPods? What's in the Beats? What's your go? What's, what's your go to uh, right now? Currently, man, what you listening to? Man, I'm if more so old school, but I will say right now, I'm I'm still listening to, I'm still listening to like Nipsey. I listen to. Uh, I, I say right now, I say if I'm going on my way to the gym, who I'm probably listening to. It. I'm probably listening to Nipsey right now. Okay. Side note, if y'all didn't know, in Marlo's other lifetime, my guy had bars. <laughs> my guy had bars. Hey, I don't know if he – I know he has some stuff for you, so maybe we could get him to throw, throw it on his IG or something or a Facebook or something, but IG. But he had – my man had bars. Him and Black were killing it. Uh, shout oh, out man, Black. Hey, remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, best advice you ever got from Coach Jones? Actually, no, no, let's change this up. Change this up. What's the best – What's the best saying that from Coach Jones that, that stands out? Oh man, it's about it's a lot of them, but I'll say give me one. Give me one. The best one. The, the, the one, the best one that I that, that resonated with me was it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the size of the fight in the dog. And dog. he used to say that to me before the games. And I you know that saying. He probably he didn't say it to you soon yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it resonated, man. It, it stuck with me. I like it. Last one, brother. Last one. Number one advice you have for aspiring athletes. Man, my the number one advice is, man, is to is to is to have a good attitude, man, and, and work hard. I tell it's a very simple slogan, but hard work always pay off. If you dedicate the time and you put up the effort, man, and, and you work, you're gonna see good results. Not, I mean. The only way that's the only you you're going to see good results by your hard work. So, if if you're trying to play basketball, football, man, uh, 
become a musician, you know, whatever it is that you want to become, man, you know, put put in the work. If you put in the work, it's going to pay off. Man, my Can't brother, just, let, me, let me tell you, bro. No, no, let me tell you. It, it's been a blessing, bro. I, I appreciate you. I mean, I, I probably should have had you on a lot sooner, but I appreciate you coming on here, man, and, and, and really blessing the podcast, brother. Oh man, thanks for having me, man. I, man, I'm loving what you're doing. Like, like you know it, man. I'm I'm one of your biggest supporters, man. And and uh, hopefully, I can get you out to the school, man, and and, and talk to some of our students, man, and, and give them some uh, inspiration, man. For what you're doing is great, and I and I really uh, appreciate you for you, man. Man, appreciate you for what you're doing. No, you got it, man. Well, listen, if you guys want to keep tabs with with Marlo, he's doing a lot of phenomenal things out there, guys. You, you could plug in with his uh, with his uh, program, Rockwall Programs, Rockwall. Uh, that's R-O-C-K-W-A-L-L programs.com. Uh, plug into ArkansasBaptist.edu. His IG handle is YoungRocky underscore RMG. Once again, IG handle is YoungRocky underscore RMG. Uh, Marla Rockwell as well is his uh, handle on all the other sites, whether, you know, FB or whatever it may be that you want to connect with them. But plug in one way or another because, uh, you know, like I said, this uh, – He's doing some amazing things. Um, guys, amazing family. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I'll be remiss if I didn't mention her name, man. Shout out to your wife, Christina. Right, Christina? Haven't had the yep. uh, haven't yep. had the pleasure and honor of meeting her, but obviously you guys make a power couple. Happy belated uh, anniversary to you guys. So keep up the good work on that. And like I said, man, just just a lot of great things coming from uh, f- coming from them. Uh, you know, plug into them one way or another. I uh, just want to thank you guys all once again for joining me for another Straight Talk with Strahan. Continue having a great day, guys. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strahan, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.